Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it from SEMSynergy.com. Uh, please visit that site. Send us emails. Let us know if you have any interesting topics. Uh, we'd certainly love to hear from you. Our guest today is Bill Leake, president of Apogee Search. Virginia is going to have a chance to talk to Bill about the company's standing as a Google-certified website optimizer. Uh, they're authorized consultants in that area. And what does that really mean? And how do they do it? And uh, what have they found in all sorts of interesting pieces of information? Stick around for that after the break. Before that, though, I thought we would talk a little bit about content. Perhaps that's the loosest classification of this. Uh, certainly, A-B testing and content creation and CMS issues and in the manipulation of content, uh, those are things we are going to be talking about on the show. Uh, we also have sort of a psychological understanding about how content gets onto the web in the first place. All of those are factors, and, and I think they're all worth talking about. Um, obviously, before a search engine ever sees the content, it has to be written. How do you guys write content? You're my content team. How do we do this? Well, I think it kind of, you know, the how do you write is always an interesting question. A lot of times, personally, I just start with a bunch of keywords, right? You've got your keywords for whatever your page is going to be. Tape them up on your monitor and you stare at them until blood starts to form on your forehead. I feel like, though, you're probably approaching this differently than other writers. Well, well, and, and I might, but, um, but and I'm just sharing my process. And I kind of think about it that way and then bring into that the understanding of who the audience is and what point I'm trying to get across along with the keywords. And at that point, eventually I hit on whatever I'm going to be saying and start writing something and scrap it and start over. Um, I think, though, unless you're, like, trained as an SEO, which you, it's just automatically part of your thought process right um most writers aren't approaching it from that way you know they've got like a subject like an overall idea that they want to get across but they're not thinking how are people are going to be looking for this or finding this um yeah yeah i mean it's definitely an afterthought it's definitely a different process for i think an seo writer than for yeah but we can go one step farther even in the seo industry all the people that are writing seo blogs and all those blog posts out there, I think you seldom find a blog post that's been optimized before it's been posted. Oh, yeah. People get up in the morning, they decide they're, they're mad, they're angry, they're, uh, or they love something, or they think it's cool, or uh, something's been on their mind, and they just sit down and 
I don't think they target writing. I think that um, if you are writing for the web, you have a tendency to write in an SEO mindset. I think if you're just writing to write. Well, I think there's a difference between writing for SEO and writing and, and optimizing what you're writing. I mean, even even though I start with keywords, I don't go through and like write it to I need to have it this many times and I probably should say it again here. I don't, I don't write it like that. I just write it and then I'll go back and edit it. And that's where a lot more of the SEO comes in. I start thinking about what the anchor text is going to be and all of that. It's, it's not... I mean, it's it's certainly not, you know, you sit down and you write it in first draft and there you go, it's SEO post, right? That's that's not going to work, but for a blog, that's what you do. You sit down and you write it and maybe you do a little revision and you don't really think too much about what's the SEO value of this. Um, Later on the show, we're going to be talking about CMSs and I... And since we were talking about Website Optimizer and how that's like an A-B testing program... Um, do you guys know if there are CMSs that let you test different copy out? An A-B test CMS? Right. Uh, I think that that historically has been the realm of a separate tool. Uh, certainly you can set it up, I think, in a CMS, but it is commonly a separate tool. Most of them are template-driven. Uh, if you're in this group and I've not seen you before here, you're going to get page A, otherwise you get page B, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think, you know, Bill Leake's obviously going to be able to answer that question, I think, more than us, because that's that's what he does. Um, when I think of A-B testing, I think of uh, not so much an interface from a CMS as much as an interface from content uh, that... I've already accepted outbound in a presentation layer to an audience. Am I going to get them to do what I want them to do? Yeah, I, well, and I think that's totally different. A-B a- testing is kind of what happens after you already have the content. I mean, you know, nobody writes content for an A-B test. It's just you're testing two content in two different ways or two totally different pages and just seeing which one works better for people. I, I mean, think it's not. General. It's definitely not a an SEO thing. It, it's sort of marrying the the two, you know, okay, here's my SEO'd copy here. I'm ready to go. The search engines are going to love this, but what, in what way can I present it to people coming in that they're going to love it too? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I do think that you can use A-B testing to test SEO. Um, you can certainly do little things like testing fonts and testing images and testing presentation and uh, you know, does it present better as two columns or one column? Should the ads be on the right or on the left? Is it, you know, there's a lot of things you can test on AB, and every industry is probably different. And I, I don't know if that's as much uh, of an issue for what we're trying to focus on as whether or not the CMS in the environment, in everything else works. I mean, as you know, we've got a lot of customers that are journalists. And every journalist really wants to write a, a very well-thought-out, intelligent, well-presented article. And they're called articles, not web pages, even though they end up on, on the web. And I don't know that any out there that's writing an article thinks 
about even going back and putting in keywords. I think they create them, they've written them, and they're on to the next article, and uh, it's up to somebody else to figure out how to get traffic to that particular article or that page on the web. So I I think that uh, anything that could be done to cause a CMS system to be more SEO-aware, anything that can be done to learn from an A-B-type environment so that you can get increased user engagement. Do I put Flash or do I not put Flash? Do I put images? Do I not put images? How do I engage the user on the page at an A-B level? I think those are all critical pieces of data that you need in order to get people to your website. However, I think that a lot of journalists do not get up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to write something that's going to get a lot of traffic today. They just... I don't think that's what they do. Uh, It sounds like we could probably talk about this for a while. Content is a very large subject, but it's time for a break. Uh, Stick around after the break. I'll be talking with William Leake of Apogee Search about Google Website Optimizer and what it means to be one of only 16 authorized consultants. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Go behind the scenes of SEM Synergy with their Facebook fan page. Search for SEM Synergy Podcast on Facebook now. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and today I'm joined by tech veteran William Leak, president and CEO of Apogee Search, as well as Alyssa Rule, the manager of website effectiveness and consulting. Uh, and Apogee Search is a search engine marketing firm based out of Austin. So thank you for coming on the show, Bill and Alyssa. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Um, earlier this year, uh, Apogee Search caught my eye when it was officially certified as a Google Website Optimizer Authorized Consultant, uh, which is kind of a mouthful. But So I'm, I wanted to know a little bit more about what it is, and, um, and that's why it's great that you guys are on the show today. Um, Terrific. But yeah. for the audience, Website Optimizer is a tool you can use to test different versions of uh, sites on your page to see which one is generating more conversions. And obviously, analytics and testing like this is getting a lot of buzz these days. So what is new in conversion tracking and testing? Well, I think one of the things that's, that's fairly new is that uh, there are a lot of campaigns that are spending enough or are mature enough that they're starting to evolve beyond uh, the early days of conversion testing. And the you know, kind of the simplest way of, of uh, conversion improvement it would be a heuristic or rule of thumb, best practices approach to landing page design. Uh, the next level up in terms of sophistication would be some of the persona-based uh, approaches that have great value. Uh, waiting for your cat to bark kind of approach, and there's value in that. But in a lot of cases, people need the next level. And what do we do after that? Or how do we, you know, test 50 gazillion different environments at once? So we're testing big font versus little font, offer A versus offer B versus offer C, phone number displayed versus phone number not displayed. Uh, the conversion box being in the upper left versus the bottom right. And, you know, and 20 other on-page element designs all rotated around at once to really get that last, you know, 20, 30, 40, sometimes 300% uplift uh, on the conversion forms. And that's, that's the, the one thing we've really seen is a whole bunch of new tools into the market. And the Google one being a good example of that is sort of the, it's analogous Google website optimizer is to the universe of conversion optimization tools like uh, Omniture's Test and Target or Interwoven's uh, um, Optimos tool or SiteSpec or those, uh, much as Google Analytics is to Omniture Core Metrics uh, or Web Trends. It's, it's a Google entry into the space. It's one tool among many. Uh, it has, like Google An- Analytics, the, uh, the one fairly attractive characteristic to it, and that Google does not charge you for the use of that tool. And Bill, Which I is always that- nice. I think that's one of the things that has really changed the um, the testing um, the testing environment. Testing wasn't accessible to people of all budgets, and um, the other tools are really great, but are sometimes outside of people's price range. So some people that might have previously wanted to do testing weren't able to afford it. With Google Website Optimizer, it's it's really accessible to anyone. Um, Alyssa, uh, I'll ask you this: Do you think? Um that Google Analytics is is enough for a lot of your clients, um, or are you suggesting more robust uh, solutions as well? It really depends on what specifically the client's goals are. Um, 
And the, the interesting thing is Google Website Optimizer actually doesn't require you to be using Google Analytics. So if you need more robust analytics, you can go ahead and start off with Google Website Optimizer. And some companies spend a lot of time deciding what testing tool to use. And our, our philosophy on that is just start testing. If it's going to take a while to decide on which paid tool, maybe a while to get the budget approved, start with Google Website Optimizer now and then move on to some of the more robust tools for testing. Got it. So as a website optimizer authorized consultant, uh, what role do you play? What do you do that SEOs, other SEOs can't do? Well, I, th- I think that's a good question. There, there's a lot that anybody can do for themselves in the industry, and that's, that's kind of always one of the big debates, the, the in-house versus outsource. And on the outsource side, how is, how is Bob different from Julie when it comes to agencies? Uh, the good news is, uh, as with a lot of other Google things, uh, there's a lot here that people can do themselves. It comes down to uh, the domain expertise, the number of times you've done it, uh, having a trained operator at the system who's done dozens of these versus having it be their first or second one. So some of it is experience-based. Uh, some of it is is uh, getting more intimately involved with Google. So when you have questions and you're pushing the tool to its limits, you, you have some access to some resources at Google who um, can respond quickly and help you really push the tool to the limit. Uh, one of the things that uh, that we found very helpful and useful working uh, working with Google on that as well is, is uh, just access to some of their additional resource libraries. Hmm. What kind of libraries? Well, where where, where they, they have uh, they have some sample materials out there in terms of how to how to position it, how to help educate clients as to the benefit. And that's uh, they, something that's some only that given that to not just Zoltan. our the you know the, the, the test that we have run, uh, but also can say, well, we can't specifically tell you which other client, but here's here's some things that that we've seen other people test that you might also want to test on those forms. Mm-hmm. Ah, I see. Um, that is a, a nice little advantage there. Um, and when uh, coming up around the corner, we've got SCS uh, New York, and you are going, or your company is going to be doing conversion enhancement at the Search Engine Marketing Journal's booth. Um, is this something that's going to involve uh, Google Website <laughs> Optimizer? What, what's kind of included in that? Unfortunately, we won't be able to dive that deep. Um, What we're going to be doing is just 15-minute reviews, pointing out what things um, someone should pay attention to, what they should consider testing, what their next step should be. Um, With that sort of short time frame, we're not going to be able to quite set up a Google Website Optimizer test. They are pretty quick and easy to set up, but not quite that quick. (laughs) All right. But uh, they can always go over to Apogee Search um, and, and find more out about that. Um, companies that are coming to you for Website Optimizer, is this something that is an ongoing process, like, you know, forever, or is is there a limit to how much you can do with that? Well, that's, that's a great, great question. I think both of us will try to answer pieces of it quickly. To some degree, it's like, uh, it's like SEO or pay-per-click. In an ideal world, uh, you are always iterating and improving. Uh, clearly, you typically go get the low-hanging fruit in terms of conversion optimization first. So in some cases, it's something you do 
at the front end and then look at every quarter or two afterwards and say, should we should we be doing more? If it's a very large-scale pay-per-click campaign that, that needs better optimization and they have dozens and dozens of landing pages, uh, it, it can often become a, a never-ending part, uh, part and parcel of a far larger SEM and SEO engagement. Yes, and there's if you have time, there's there's always more to be tested, and you can continue to improve conversion. But on the other hand, the the gains you achieve through a test, you do keep for as long as that page is up. So unlike SEO, where someone might overtake you in the rankings, as long as you continue to apply the best practices that you've discovered for your own site from your tests, that that advantage continues. When you mentioned um, how even though somebody will overtake you in the rankings, do you see that your conversion levels will stay the same if, if you've performed this kind of uh, conversion optimization, even if your rankings drop? Um, well, if, if the rankings drop, that's, you certainly have less traffic going in. So even if your conversion rate is the same, you would have fewer mm-hmm. conversions, which um, people wouldn't be very happy about. Um, what I was comparing is with SEO, you're in a constant competition with other people. So if you take a break for a little while, um, you're likely to backslide. Whereas with the conversion testing, um, if all other factors are the same, you still have that same traffic coming in. You do a test, you get an increase in conversion, and that, that's likely to last a while. Okay. Well, Virginia, you do raise a really interesting point, which is where you are on the search engines uh, in both natural and paid search, if you're in position one versus position eight, can actually influence the demographics, not just the traffic volume, but the demographics of who arrives on your site. And that could actually create a differential need for landing page and conversion forms. The conversion forms that were working great for, for you when you're in position six in natural and position seven in paid, kind of traffic you'll get at position one, uh, you might need an entirely different conversion engagement to have a form that is optimized for the demographics that drive those traffic uh, uh, um, and those new arrivals on your website. So that's part and parcel of why we think in a, in a well-developed campaign, this becomes something that's not just done once, but is done at least periodically, if not continuously. And in fact, for our larger pay-per-click uh, clients, um, I think we may still be the only ones in the industry that are offering, at least with the website optimizer as a WOAC, we're offering a certain level of this built into any large-scale pay-per-click engagement. Because more and more, the activity is below the ad and below the keyword. It's increasingly occurring in between that website visit and successfully capturing the contact info and getting the form filled out. And, it, and in our mind, it should just be part and parcel of a well-run pay-per-click campaign. Certainly, there's... Um plenty to think about when you're talking about conversion optimization, but we're all out of time right now. Um, Thank you both for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much. much. And um, like I said, SES New York is coming up and you guys will have a a presence there. And Alyssa, I've I've seen you around on the conference circuit before, so you maybe can find her around uh, at the shows. Um, but you can also go to Apogee, A-P-O-G-E-E dash search dot com for more on their services. 
And uh, you have a great blog over there as well. So stick around. In the next segment, we're going to be looking at what makes a SEO-friendly CMS. SEM Synergy will be right back. Go behind the scenes of SEM Synergy with their Facebook fan page. Search for SEM Synergy Podcast on Facebook now. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at Moniker.com slash MaxLock. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article S-E-N-D-E-R.com. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Michael along with Susan and Virginia. One common issue we see when optimizing a site is content management systems that are obstacles to search engine optimization. So we thought the topic of CMS and SEO was worth a look. Yeah, obviously picking a CMS system is like a pain and a half because there are no good like out of the box CMSs that you can actually customize for SEO. Well, the thing is, um, 
your site gets too big and hand optimizing just isn't going to cut it anymore. And so you have to make a trade-off between um, balancing efficiency and being able to actually get production done and SEO. Obviously, if you had your druthers, you'd SEO every single page, hand SEO it, you know, take a look at the stuff and add the content to every tag by hand. Mm-hmm. That's going to give the optimal SEO experience, but gets to the point where that's not possible anymore. Well, then what do you what do you need? You need the ability to customize your title tags on a page-by-page basis because you are going to want to hand-optimize like your landing pages and your homepage and your main product pages that like are your top sellers. You have to be able to edit all of those. But at the same time, you need the ability to write rules for the rest of your title and meta tags that are going to be SEO friendly because, I mean, there's nothing that's kiss of death faster than having the exact same title tag on every single page of your site. Right. And you don't you only want to look at the weaknesses of uh, having a content management system because there are significant advantages. Um, you're not going to want to go in two years later when you realize that the direction of your site has changed or the most popular terms, keywords in your industry have changed and then have to redo every title tag for an entire section. So say you want to insert, um, you know, Apple into a hundred pages on a hundred page section. You're not going to want to do that by hand. So that's where CMS actually shines and helps you in your SEO campaign. Well, yeah, but you have to be able to actually, you know, do the rewriting that way. It can't just be, it's automatically going to pull a product description because that's not necessarily going to be the very best, you know, the name of the product isn't necessarily the very best title because it'll contain part numbers or some strange things that people aren't actually searching for. No. And that if they showed up in the search results, wouldn't be helpful to them. You definitely want to choose a CMS that gives you an opportunity to have a templated approach to titles. Um, That's going to be ideal. And most of the big clients that I work with, they can do that. Of course, they have programmers, full-time programmers, who are able to add extensions to their CMSs, and oftentimes their CMSs are customized specifically for their needs. But there are things off the shelf. There are CMSs off the shelf that can give you that kind of flexibility. So there are, because I've heard, you know, people are like, well, do I need to get a custom CMS? Do I need to build something for for my needs? But but I think there probably are some. Well, are there ones out there that you have a base at least, and then you can customize it from there if you have a programmer that you know or that you can hire who could go in and at least work from a starting point? Not necessarily the CMS itself is ready to go, but the base is there, and you can build it up around it to customize it to your needs. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you take something like WordPress um, off the shelf, it's had issues in the past with SEO, but people can write extensions and plugins for WordPress, and there are people who have taken it upon themselves to release publicly open source extensions that give you the ability to change title tags or, or other kind of meta content in whatever way you need to. Yeah, WordPress is a really great example of... I mean, it's not exactly a CMS. It, it is a content management it's system. It's a personal CMS. And yeah, in the broadest sense of the word. I mean, mm-hmm. it, but it's not going to handle product pages or anything like that. No. But it that's a really good example of a base system that in and of itself isn't going to be super search engine friendly. But the add-ons and the community developed around it are just so much better at... You know, they put out so much... Um, in the way of add-ons and extensions and hooks and stuff like that, that you can build a very, very search engine ready, uh, search engine friendly, ready. Um. <laughs> Site. Site. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And so the only thing you have to pay attention to is when you're using CMS. It's obviously, to, in order to save time, they're going to do a lot of things with as far as um, organizing navigation and what have you that was easy for them and allows everything to link up nicely, but uh, isn't necessarily the most SEO optimized way. For instance, if you, you're going to use, um, you're going to silo, you're going to theme your content on your site, then you're going to want the directory structure to be in a particular way, and most content management systems aren't going to do that out of the box. And then also your URLs have to be um, customizable. I know we mentioned the metadata, but it's another... Yeah, yeah, customizing your URLs, um, being able to work with your parameters and make sure that they go in the same way every single time. I mean, how often do you see index, you know, duplicate content problems that just come from the fact that one time it went in and it was session ID, product ID, and then the next time it was product ID, session ID, and, you know... Right, that's a good point, and... They can't parse that out. Sure. Um, you you definitely want a CMS that's going to give you a lot of control over how the URLs end up looking because ideally you want them... Google has said you want what looks like the directory structure. You don't want content that's unrelated to, to the directory that it's in. You don't want that. So you want it to look like some kind of hierarchical themed um, architecture. And so you don't want just random long streams of letters and numbers. And You'll get that out of a lot of CMSs by default because that's the easiest way for the programmers to do it. Right. You really want it to be able to serve kind of both purposes. You want it to be able to set up a rule and, you know, point it in one direction and let it go. But at the same time, you want to have that absolute control that you can change every single element on the page down to the last little, you know, pixel. Yep. It's the constant trade-off between efficiency and flexibility. Which really you're only going to get in the very custom systems. Anyway, we are out of time. We'll be back next week, same time, uh, same place. But in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments on our little conversation about CMS systems here, uh, we'd love to hear from you at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Check out semsynergy.com for more info on this week's guest and topics and to listen to archives of the show. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy.